0: Hello and welcome to Coach Rich Rants, real takes, raw feedback, unedited and unscripted views of what's happening in youth sports, in soccer, both in the US and in my local community. I will be bringing to you different takes from the perspective of either a parent of an athlete, of a player, of a coach, or as a club director and administrator. Having worn every one of those hats, I'll try to bring to you these takes from each of those perspectives. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Feel free to subscribe. Thank you for tuning in to today's edition of Coach Rich Rants. Today's topic is a bit of a touchy one. Uh, Over the weekend, uh, one of my friends and colleagues posted something on social media that got my attention, and I kept going back to it all weekend long. And The article that they posted was uh, called 10 Signs... um, your child's teacher or coach may be a bully and so i read it and i thought okay you know whatever this is maybe one person's point of view and it's just sort of a parent speaking out uneducated whatever right so then i read it read further and i'm a coach myself of course and this is written by an author who's also happens to be a teacher and it's really about an account of a situation that her child endured and what happened was her son as well as i think fourteen other or thirteen other players were definitely bullied by two basketball coaches in high school and she's written a book about it. So um when she's the the point of the article is just looking back on signs, I think it was called the top 10 signs to look at. So she reflected after writing the book because after going through the ordeal where the where those players stepped up and spoke out about how they were being treated by the coaches, there were some things that I see and that I read that as a coach I would never stand for. I would never want a fellow coach to act like. I would never want uh anyone that i employed to act like and i myself would never want to be like that um so to me that was you know that's something that you know i'm glad that she brought that to light that said there's so much bullying that happens in sports and it's also the parents or other parents it is the coaches uh and its players of other players and it's really a problem and it's more of a societal problem now that people are more aware of what bullying is and also I'd also say that we're so much more sensitive to bullying right now that there's not a lot um that if you if you catch it you can resolve it because you know kids nowadays aren't able to solve their own problems as much as they were and I'm not saying that it um I'm not saying at all please don't take that statement as saying hey let's justify bullying because it teaches kids to stand up for themselves no way am I saying that but what I am saying is that kids have so many more resources and so much more support it seems today that if there is a challenge that somebody can come in and help them and in this situation where nobody did because the kids didn't report it I think it got a little bit out of hand and that's not really the point of this post the point of this discussion is really about like how to identify them but also talk about the other side of it right so the first thing she said was like parents not welcome and this is a big sign and and what she what she states in her article is that Parents aren't welcome because the coaches are abusing the kids and verbally abusing them, and the last thing they want is for a parent to support their child and love them back up and encourage them. I think that's a little bit of a strong statement, um, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm a coach, and I have parents at my coach at my training all the time, and sometimes it's not helpful if the parents are walking onto the field to tie their kid's shoes or try to tend to an injury or trying to coach from the sidelines. That is, I think, all coaches. Concern. My daughter happens to be a gymnast. Where it says right in the sign that they don't want you down addressing your gym gym or your gymnast, and for that in that sport, it's very dangerous. If uh, if uh, if an athlete is running down the vault ramp and they're about to do a vault, or if are on the balance beam or on the bars, or even doing a tumbling pass, very dangerous to have parent interaction in the middle of that, right? So I get that, right? And also I'll tell you this. You know I don't know everything that happens in the gym. I don't know everything that is said by the coaches. There are some things I've some maybe scratched my head head uh, head about a little bit, but I will also tell you that my daughter, who's 14 years old, has the highest level of self-esteem and mental toughness of any athlete that I've ever seen, let alone coached myself. And I know a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're kind of required to solve their problems on their own. And I think there's a lot to be said for problem-solving on your own as a young athlete because that will create life skills that you'll use the rest of your life. That said. If it's humiliation, if it's targeting, if it's things that are stated in the article, then absolutely that is something that needs to be stopped. But let's not just say that parents not welcome as a blanket statement um, is a problem. And here's another example. So I, you know, one of the things that I realized uh, in today's society is that kids don't go out to the playground, pick up and play ball anymore. Everything has to be organized. They have to be carted or carpooled around, pay all this money for this training, and there's very few kids just going out on the playground and playing. So what I try to do is I try to actually create an environment around a training program where I'm facilitating free play and pickup play, where I'm staying at the fields, providing my equipment, but I'm allowing the kids to make up the rules, to referee the games themselves, to wear pennies, them you know, divide up the teams, keep score or not keep score. it's up to them, they have free time to do whatever they want, and I'm just happen to be there because I've rented the field, right, and so you'd be surprised in a situation like that where one person decided not to register, and by the way, this is a free extra thirty minutes, so there's a an hour of instruction and thirty minutes of free play, and one person chose not to. Um, participate because she said that it was unorganized and it was just it was just set up to be a disaster which to my reply was you never went to the playground when you were a kid and organized you know wiffle ball kickball kick the can apparently she did not so she chose not to participate which is kind of on her Um, and I thought that was kind of comical and I didn't think it was a really big deal I thought it was a one-off but then on this weekend in fact as the kids were playing, one of the dads walked out on the field, stood on the field and started coaching in the middle of the kids free play and telling them what to do. I didn't say anything to the parent because it was like my free time or their free time and the kids free time, but they completely missed the point, absolutely 100% missed the point of what it was all about. And it's an example of when I say parents aren't welcome, this is the kids figuring shit out for themselves. And here we are giving them an opportunity and a parent couldn't sit by and just let the kids who are eight years old and nine years old, by the way, just go out there and be kids and have fun on their own. They felt like they had to coach and they felt like they had to referee. And I felt like it was a missed opportunity for his son and all of his friends because he chose to go out there in that way. And I think he thought he was helping, but he was completely defeating the purpose. And that's what I'm talking about when I say it's just not a blanket statement. So here we are, an opportunity for kids to learn and figure stuff out on their own, problem solve on their own, a life skill, organize on their own, develop leadership characteristics, and felt compelled to go out there and referee a game that was just supposed to be fun. So that parents not welcome thing, that can't be a blanket statement. Okay, that's just my point on that. So abusive treatment rationalized. Now this one is a big one, um, and and it uh, it claims in the article that, you know, when the coach was approached they said or they say you know the coaches are just so passionate that they love the players and they're working really hard to make them tough and she says that this is a concern and these kinds of statements indicate that the coaches either do not realize they're abusive or they're being used to cover up the abuse and I th- that i disagree with um, i think if there's real abuse and there's an excuse made for it that's one thing but i don't think that saying that you're passionate or being a passionate coach means you're abusive. Uh, And there's a fine line. So you do, as a parent, you do have to pay attention to that. As a coach, as a coach, I'm imploring every coach to really reflect. I did a lot of self-reflection about this article myself, but every coach should reflect. Am I, when I, am I calling players out? Am I embarrassing players, right? Am I so emotional about this game that I forgot that I'm the role of the coach and the teacher, and that the player is in fact a student and an athlete? And that I'm not playing the game, but I'm a facilitator and that the kids are playing the game and the kids are problem solving. So from that perspective, you know, that is where I think we've got to be careful. And as a parent, I've seen much, I've seen lots of uh, cases where parents are abusing players, even on their own team. I actually coached a girls team last year where the players said, I don't want to play on the same sideline as my parents. Okay. And they and so I'm like, why? And I thought it was their parents. And it turns out it wasn't their parents. It was other parents of other girls on their team that were being abusive to their players and yelling at the players and also coaching them. So you've got to be careful when you when you consider that only coaches are the ones that are bullies or being abusive because the parents are as bad. And and in fact, I had a parent stop by the field yesterday and share with me a post on social media from an parent a picture of three girls that used to play on a team that played against their old teammates and it was like it was it was a picture of kids and the post was by an adult but based on what the post said in the picture of the girls the girls were actually the adults in the uh in the update and the parent who posted the update was the one that was acting like the child and that's just stuff that happens all right so we all everyone in society and in sports has to realize that this stuff's going on the coaches the parents included, and then players are going to get abused by other players, right? It's just going to happen. Somebody moves in and kids are clicky, and so as a coach, you have to mind against that. There are carpool groups and things like that where you create little clicks, and you don't realize you're doing it as a parent group, but it happens. Uh, or or it could be in a club environment where you've got kids from multiple schools, and then they create clicks based on their school they're in. That stuff happens all the time, and that's something that coaches really do look to guard against. Um, but I don't think that really, coaches are out there abusing players and then rationalizing their abuse. At least I know that I, I don't know too many coaches who would want to work with other coaches who did that. Um, fear of retaliation, this is a big one, right? Please don't say anything to the coach or hold it against me or when a parent goes to a coach, it's hold it against them. I hear this all the time. Parents saying, I don't want to tell the coach anything because it's, they're just gonna hold it against my child, right? I can't say anything. I can't say anything to hold against my child. And then when I do say something, they do hold it against the child. And this is something that I, I hear all the time, but it just doesn't happen. It, it really doesn't happen. And I encourage parents, like, look, if you feel like, or your parent, or your son, or your daughter, feels like they're not getting the playing time, or they're they're not being treated fairly, then it's on your child to talk with the coach. And if the child doesn't like the answer of the coach, then maybe the parent gets involved. And at a certain age, once they're a teenager. I think the, it should be up to the player to speak with the coach about that. And there. And I don't know too many coaches that would hold it against a child for asking questions. I also have told people that why not support your child by sitting there and not saying anything and allow your child to have the meaning while you're there for support because maybe they have more confidence with you sitting there. That's not a bad thing. And if a coach doesn't allow that to happen, then, then you might have an issue with the coach. But I will also tell you this. Every time I've heard of an instance where a parent felt like they were retaliated against because they spoke out of the coach. And it was usually over something like playing time. So the parent didn't understand why their child wasn't getting a lot of playing time. And the playing time was more and more diminished and their role was smaller and smaller. And they couldn't see that it was because potentially maybe the player had other interests, maybe the player was falling behind physically or emotionally, or maybe the player just wasn't as good compared to the other players now as they were then. And so that could be the reason why maybe they're not getting enough playing time. And so when it gets to a point where a parent gets involved and they get engaged and they speak with the coach, and then they say the coach has nothing but positive things to say. And that is because of course, the coach is trying to find the positive in everything, right? They're trying not to, um, you know, put the player down they're trying to find the things that the player can work on and find to do it in a positive way and share things and feedback about the player that are good but I'll tell you what ends up happening sometimes the parents have the meeting they sort of get a feel or an understanding of why the players behind the players playing time continues to diminish it continues to diminish and it continues to diminish and it would have diminished whether you had the parent meeting or not but now you're aware of why the playing time is diminished in most cases when I found parents have made that claim, they didn't agree with the coach's sentiment. They did not agree at all that the kid should be getting less playing time. When they had the meeting, they said the coach just doesn't get it. Now they're holding it against me when in fact it was just a natural course of events with that child sort of falling down the competitive ladder with respect to the other players on the team. And so it wasn't necessarily a retribution or a retaliation but it appeared as such because it got to a point where the parent felt like they needed to intervene and they intervened, but at that time, the player was just slipping too far behind the rest of the teammates. I've seen that happen probably, I can't tell you how many times. So it's not necessarily that they were retaliated against, it's just that that was gonna happen anyway. Now I will say this, if a coach does retaliate, then that coach shouldn't be coaching. I'll be the first to admit if I ever had a coach work for me, that, that retaliated and held something against a kid for their parent, that would be problematic. But I don't think that happens maybe as much as uh, a parent would think. The next item was social withdrawal and curt replies. This is where you try to talk to a kid and the kid doesn't want to talk about it, right? Um, they 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 seem to be withdrawn, right? When you ask questions, they give gr- uh, brief replies or one-word or word answers. Well, one thing I will say is that That's a difficult one because, I mean, she's an educator and she would know. But as a parent of teenagers, as a coach of teenagers, often teenagers give a one word reply all the time, regardless of what they're involved in, regardless if they have coaches or not. They might not even be involved in any activities and still give that one word reply or brief reply. And that is because they're changing physically and emotionally, and sometimes don't know how to handle that. And that is part of those adolescent to teen years. And I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a psychologist. I'd like to consider myself an educator because I have a license to coach and teach, but I'm not an educator from a classroom perspective. But that behavior does not always indicate that something is wrong, although it is an indication that you should explore if all of a sudden behavior changes to be that way, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's a sign that they're being abused by school. If all of a sudden I get a one-word answer or a curt reply from my son about soccer practice when I ask, I could ask about homework, I could ask about school and get the same response. So you've got to, you've got to evaluate that a little bit and not just assume that they're being abused by their coaches. Investigate it, sure, but also understand that that happens at that time of life lost passion. That's the next one. Your kid loses passion for the sport. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen a lot where players who were the superstar no longer are the superstar, don't have the same interest or love for the game, are frustrated because they're not as good as they once were. They don't have the passion for the sport because they're just not into it anymore, or they have other things that they have more interest in. And as a parent, You have to look at that and say, why is the passion not there? Is it not there because they've lost interest in the sport? Is the passion not there because they're being abused or uh, mentally challenged? Is it not there because the coaches are treating them terribly? Or have they lost passion because maybe their passion is not as great as your passion? And that's a difficult one for any parent to listen to. If I say to them, you want it more than your child does, they immediately get defensive. And that's that whole living vicariously through your kid. That conversation that I have at times typically follows, what was your athletic background growing up? If that person played professional sports or played even in college, that conversation is much different than someone who's never had that experience before. And it's nothing against those that have not had that experience before, but it's very difficult for a parent who wants nothing but the best for their kids to be able to relate to when they so much want their kid to love it but that kid maybe has been five years of traveling on tournaments missing things with school missing things with their friends because they've been traveling with their soccer friends or their basketball friends or their baseball friends and yes they're their friends but they're not into it as much anymore and they'd rather hang out with their girlfriend or their boyfriend so that's something that you should Look at maybe as a red flag, but I can also tell you that just that's not necessarily an indication of bullying. Uh, the other is oblique statements, same thing an oblique statement or maybe a nonchalant answer. I think that goes back to that one word answer. And again, there's so many things that could be going on that could lead to those types of answers, and a lot of that just could be puberty and their development. Again, I'm not dismissing this article at all, I'm not, but I find it a bit one sided and not really reflective of what really happens with coaches. And I'm hopeful that coaches are out there and coaches have enough understanding of how to interact with people that this doesn't happen. But my sphere of influence of coaches are all professional. So I am myself a professional coach, both of my children play for professional and compete for professional coaches and none of them participate in any school activities. So I can't speak to what happens in school sports because I can't relate to it because it was so long ago when I was an athlete in high school that I can't really relate to what's happening today. But I will say this, professional coaches typically in club sports typically don't act that way. Right? So that is something that I'll have to give you know the benefit of the doubt to and then the, la- the 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 last one uh was dropping grades signs of fatigue and stress she indicated that her son had was so um so ill from it that he had developed mouth sores and stress and that after 24 hours of being away from the environment they went away now that's a huge red flag obviously you know stress fatigues and and dropping grades there's a whole lot of reason that grades could drop it may may be sports it may not be sports it could be that they're just not getting along in sports as they, as they would hope to doesn't necessarily mean that they are being abused or being bullied. It could just mean that they're maybe not doing as well as they once were, but that's also not a blanket statement. All I'm trying to do here is be a devil's advocate and I, as a as a parent myself, you know, I looked and read through this thing and thought to myself, where have my kids been in any situations that would lead me to believe that there may be some bullying or some improper things that are happening, and I think probably in a couple of occasions for both of my kids i've I've seen a few things that I guess now I would question, uh but not enough to be concerned because I have a lot of respect for all of the all of the coaches my kids have ever had um and Then I think back to myself, were there situations that I handle every situation the right way? Was there ever a situation where maybe some of these statements were true about me, and I can thankfully say that I've had enough other education around and training around leadership and around working with people that hopefully i haven't done that. Um, you know maybe some parent will come out and say that I have, but I really don 't think that I have uh and and I'm happy about that, and I can also say that none of the coaches that I ever worked for me in my clubs were that way either now i 'm not saying that there may not be coaches out there that i've worked with or coached against. They may have some of those characteristics but because I, I believe that maybe there are some. Maybe they aren't as good at dealing with people. Maybe they only have a style that they learned from their coaches, right? So there are some of those out there, but I don't think that while it's good to look to see if your coach or your, your athlete is being bullied by coaches, I'm not sure it's as prevalent, at least in the club environment, as it would be like maybe in the school environment. Um, and it's funny that I say the school environment because then people are gonna say, well, wait, you just don't like high school sports, and that's not it at all, right? Um, and, and those people that work in the school environment are typically educators, so you would think that they obviously know better. But some of the cases that I've heard happen to be uh, in high school more so than in club sports. And and I will tell you, again, back to the, the parent side, there's, there's a couple sides to everything. Uh, unfortunately, in the city that I live, uh, just over the weekend, a parent showed up at a football practice with like 10 and 11 and 12 year old kids and opened fire on the coach over playing time and I think that's obviously taking it to an extreme and I don't know the situation from the parents perspective from the coach's perspective but the fact that that's even a conversation at all says that man oh man as a society we are taking youth sports way too far way too far Um Those coaches that would be abusive of a player are taking it way too far. Those parents that would accuse a coach of abuse if there's no abuse are taking it way too far. Those parents that would abuse another player on another team or even on their own team are taking it way too far. I think as a society overall, we are taking youth sports way too far. The fact that bullying is so prevalent all over the place, is nothing new. But the fact that there's recognition for bullying now and there are tools to report bullying and there are tools to cope with bullying and there are resources available to help make bullying, one, more prevalent, but two, more manageable, but three, also makes a lot of things get scrutinized as bullying when in fact it isn't. And that's my concern with an article like this. Because when I read the article, there's legit, absolute legit bullying. And there's examples that are real. But I also think there's some blanket statements in here that are dangerous for society, or for parents who may be reading it. Because they think that if their child gives them a one word answer, they're being bullied by their coaches when in fact, they could just be dealing with other things at school or other areas. The key is communication with your child, period and the whole article is communicate with your child, communicate with your coaches. I think if you're off limits to your coaches, first of all, um, from the first bullet, everything else after that has to be scrutinized because you don't know what's going on because you're not there. So if you don't have access to your coach at all, then that's gonna be a problem. I wouldn't play in an environment where there's no access to the coach. Even though I'm not technically allowed to be at practice, like I said about gymnastics, if I need to talk to my, parents, my daughter's coaches, I sure can, no problem that's not an issue at all. Uh but there's a safety issue associated with being there during training. There's a there's a development issue and an education issue that's associated with having parents there at games and at training when they're being instructed by their parents, right? That's a different issue. Uh but if you're completely locked out, then definitely get it checked out. Definitely look into it and definitely support your child. But I know this is un this is kind of a bit of a ramble. Uh, for me, I don't script anything out. I don't write anything out. It's probably why nobody listens to my podcast. But if you did listen to it, I hope you got something from it. If you're pissed off about anything I had to say, I get it. But if you're not pissed off about it, then I also get it. Because I think you really need to think through some of this stuff. And I think you have to learn how to look at it from both perspectives or multiple perspectives. One of the things about being in the role that I've been in as a coach, as an administrator, as a club director, as someone who employs other coaches also as a parent of athletes and a former athlete myself I feel like I've had a different perspective than a lot in that I can look at it from multiple different angles and when I encourage or encounter a problem rather for one of my 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 children in their athletic endeavors my own athletic endeavor if I have encounter a challenge with a player that I coach or a coach that works for me or what have you, I feel that by having the perspectives that I have across every angle, I can look at the situation from every angle and hopefully act accordingly. You know, I pray and I hope that I have never bullied a player. When I read this article, I read it five or six different times because I really did self-reflect, and I can happily say that I don't think I've ever done any of that. I know that I've never done any of that in the article, but I also know that I haven't seen a lot of that happen at least in the circles that I've run and that I've worked. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I'm not saying it's such a cut and dry thing. I think it's helpful to point out, as the article did, signs to be aware of, but I also think those same signs could be indicative of all kinds of other things. Trouble with teachers in school, trouble with fellow classmates in school, trouble with teammates, trouble with a girlfriend, trouble with a boyfriend. Trouble fitting in. There are so many things that have the same symptoms, that as a parent, it's very difficult. So, kudos for writing the book, kudos for writing the letter. But, before we post the article on social media without reading it, and I'm sure that my friend who posted it read it in detail, or he wouldn't have posted it because he's a smart guy, but I know lots of other people who've replied, probably read the headline before they replied, because I saw some of the feedback and the responses to it, you've got to be very careful when you make those accusations about fellow adults especially that coach your kids because it's difficult to have good coaches stay in the game these days because of the pressure from the parents and it's difficult for parents to find good coaches for a lot of the same reasons so thanks for tuning into the podcast it was a difficult subject I hope you enjoy it if you have any feedback or comments please share them I don't mind I have very thick skin if you think I'm an idiot that's fine too I just think I'm trying to give you a different perspective and a different way of looking at it. Thanks a lot, and I will talk to you next time. Take care.